In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Welcome to GirlfriendIt. Good morning. Live Abundantly Radio. Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, founders of GirlfriendIt.com. Enchanted moments is what we're talking about this morning. Are you just waiting for them, or are you making them happen? Today, we're specifically talking about this holiday season and how we can be looking for and finding those enchanted moments. And also, we'll be talking with a couple of our girlfriends, Brenda and Cindy, and we're going to be hearing about their stories and what they're doing this season. We're going to be giving you some challenges on how to stay focused on the enchantment of the season. But you know what? We want to kind of define what we mean by when we say enchantment. Because so many times when you hear the word enchantment, it, it automatically takes you to that land far, far away where you live. I love that land. <laughs> and until, like, you think of fantasy and, and, and fairy tales. And that's not exactly what we're talking about when we are using that word enchantment. And um, I think how we would kind of describe it is it's like joy versus happiness. Because so many times we're having a happy day or a happy time because something has gone really well in our, you know, like, we got a raise or somebody complimented us or we won something and we go, okay, I am so happy right now. So it's almost like a, a shallow happiness. It's like on well, the... I think, I think what it is is, is, is happiness is, is, is really determined by our surroundings and circumstances where joy, when you say joy, if that's something that you can still have joy even when your circumstances are not the best. Mm-hmm. So joy, I would think, is more like a decision or something that you choose. Mm-hmm. You have to be intentional going, I'm going to not allow somebody's negative something or the circumstances to dictate whether I have joy or not in my life. It's almost like choosing I'm going to use my right side of the brain or my left side of the brain. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to either analyze this like crazy and spiral downward because if somebody said something or this happened, or I can make a choice to go, I'm not going to allow this to affect my entire day. Exactly. So what we're going to be talking about, we're saying enchantment, it's like how do you, amidst whatever's going on, you know, crazy things or our life being hectic, how do you still find that enchantment, that joy that is not determined on all those other things? And um, I just kind of want to share... Um, this something that just happened to me, and I wanted to create an enchanted moment. You're really good mm-hmm. about creating those moments. Well, I'm so about the ambiance, and I love <laughs> to have, you know, I call it my feng shui. You know, it's like you walk <laughs> in, I want to have everything kind of feel good, you know, and I'm about that. But 
Last weekend, um, you know, you and me are writing this book, then we have this deadline. Don't remind. Don't remind. February 1st, and, and we so need a deadline to, to get something done. So with that kind of looming in our head, last weekend, um, my husband, Cal, and I decided, let's go away to a cabin for a couple of days, and, and he thought it would be a great idea. He, could, he loved to fish. He goes fishing for the day, and I could just sit and just write. In your perfect ambiance. Mm-hmm. Perfect ambiance. And no distractions. And, you know, you're not sitting at home looking at the laundry pile and the dishes in the sink and all that kind of stuff. You're just totally away going, I have no distractions. So I was so excited. So we get ready, get up in that morning and, you know, kind of get ready. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go fishing now. And I, I remember my last words to him were, okay, so how long do you think you're going to be gone? And he said, well, if the fishing is good, um, it could be all day. And if it's not, just a, just a few hours. So he leaves and I am all ready. So I go and I, I soak the fire with the wood, which I was really impressed that I could even get the fire. I'm, I'm impressed that you know the word stoke. <laughs> I know. Well, I think that's the right word. I don't know. Maybe we're not good at the word. <laughs> it might not be I the right word. I the fire, dude. <laughs> I did. I got the fire going. It's free. And so then, you know, because I love coffee, so I went and you I... You don't made, love coffee. You love milkshake that happens to have a dash of caffeine in it. It's like a, a hot, hot, milk, <laughs> hot, hot milkshake. Yes. Yes. I, I like coffee that doesn't taste like coffee. So I go and I, I have my cup of coffee ready and I go over to... And I have and I have Christmas music playing because I love the whole, the whole thing. And your it's fire a stoked. stoked. And my coffee and I have my computer and I have everything ready. And then... The dog comes out, because we took our dog with us. She comes out, and she needs to go outside. And so I walk over with everything ready to go. I thought, okay, I'll let the dog out, then I will be just ready to go. Back to your Norman Rockwell painting. Exactly. <laughs> and I am just, I'm in utopia. I'm just so excited about this, because I'm now going to spend the next several hours writing with all this stuff. So anyway, I, uh, I go to let the dog out. And um, it, it's, it's like 20 degrees. I don't know if I mentioned that. It's kind of cold outside. So I go to let the dog out, and I shut the door behind me because I don't want the cold air to come in. And as I did that, I hear this click. It locked. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things that as soon as it happens, you just get this thick feeling going, please tell me. I have no door. way in. Yes, this door does not just lock behind me. So I, I hesitantly, and I tried it, and sure enough, it's locked. It's locked. And um, I'm standing out there. Now, mind you, I have just a long sleeve T-shirt on. It's 20 degrees outside. And I thought, okay, maybe by chance I left the front door unlocked. So I walk around. Uh, no, I did not. I, I got to tell you, it's one of those things. I am looking through the window at my Norman Rockwell painting with the fires, the coffee, everything. <laughs> You're outside looking in. Oh, I am so close and yet so far away. And it's like, no way did I just do that. Well, then I, you know, in the movies, they um, they have to slice the dog open, and you get inside the dog to stay warm. <laughs> okay, what movies do you watch? <laughs> Maybe it was a horse. <laughs> that was not an option. <laughs> I did think about, I'm so glad I had the dog, because we can create body heat together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, I'm going to freeze to death. Well, so, you know, you, at, at that moment, when you're just, like, in shock, literally, you go, okay, now what? I, I have to do something, because I can't stand out here because I'm going to freeze to death. So what did you do? Well, I started walking down it's in this neighborhood area, and I don't know anybody, and I just thought, i got to find somebody that's around. And I thought, worst case scenario, I know there's a fire station like two miles down the road, but I'm freezing. Yeah. Did I mention yeah. I don't have a jacket on? <laughs> but as I'm walking down to this kind of neighborhood area, 
Um, I'm, I'm just trying to tell myself, okay, there's, it could be so much worse. You know, I could be in my PJs right now. Um, I could be, you know, and you think of all these things. Yeah. I just started door knocking on cabins, <laughs> and nobody was home. And um, finally, I walked probably almost a mile, and I found a cabin that had a lady there. And, I, you know, I'm like, I am so sorry. I did the, I know, I did such a dumb thing. I locked myself out, and I know it's only 20 degrees, and I don't, can I make a phone call? Because I didn't have my phone either. And um, I knew my husband had his phone, but I knew he would, you know, he probably didn't have it with yeah. him. And so I left a message telling him what I did. And then I just said, you know, she was so gracious. Do you want to stay? Do you want this? And I'm like, can I just have a, a, a jacket or a blanket? Have a parka. Yeah. So she gave me that, and I thought, I can walk back to the cabin and, and at least sit outside in the sun. So anyway, I did that. I went back, and I waited it out. And four and a half hours later. Oh, wow. Four yeah. and a half hours you were out uh-huh. there. Looking at my utopia, and so it's like the enchanted moment is sitting right there, but I had to decide to go, okay, I'm not going to waste. I'm still going to have an enchanted moment. I'm going to enjoy the scenery, the the cool, crisp air. (laughs) Okay, I would have had to ask for a pen and paper because I would have felt like I was not producing my results that I went up there to do. Well, you know, in my temperament, I didn't want to walk back and bother her and go, can I have a piece of paper? I didn't think about the time because all I could think about is I just want warmth. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. But, you know, it, it made me realize that I had my enchanted moment almost there and not, and yet I didn't want to waste the day because it was still, I was in a beautiful surrounding. Yes, yes. And I still wanted to go, I still am going to choose to make the enchantment happen. Mm-hmm. And you know what, I think that's, that's it so many times. We just have to think about it. And at this Christmas season, it is a time where you think more enchantment. Yes. And you think of decorating and we we have to that that leads into a a great thing of how so many women they do want the ambiance they do want the the decorations i know we just heard yesterday of um if you are into that winter wonderland in your home um this gal who decorated her tree and if it's not perfect you take it all off and you redecorate it again I mean, we, we have friends that literally have so many Christmas decorations, they have to have a storage unit. Yes. Why don't you, I think you have a storage unit for all your support too, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> okay. I, at one point in my life, I probably was into the whole winter wonderland, but it, as we're talking about today, it's like how do you find that balance of doing your, um, your to-do list versus your creating that enchantment, creating that, that magic. But, yes, if you walk up my doorway now, which you No, 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 do, let, let, me, <laughs> let me describe it. Okay, so you walk up Patty's front doorway, and she has a beautiful home, but it really it gives a new meaning to season's greetings because you really literally experience all the seasons. Winter, spring, summer, and fall is right there on her front entryway, and it, um, you walk up and you see a little spring, hint of spring, there is this, there's this plaque thing, a uh, ceramic thing that's on the ground that in big, bold letters says summer because Patty loves the summer, and she's always saying, I own summer, so she has this summer plaque on the ground. And then entwined in her screen door is fall leaves, <laughs> and then on kind of posted on the wall is a Santa thing uh, sitting on a bench right there. So literally when I come up to her walkway and I ring the doorbell, I sing that winter, spring, summer, or (laughs) fall. Yes, you do. I can hear you singing that. And you would think that would motivate me to go um, put my decorations out. Well, I I think I'm finally motivated because last night my 8-year-old, when we went out for a walk to look at all the Christmas lights, she said, this house is the worst 
decorated house for Christmas. Don't we have any other decorations we can put out here? So I'm, I'm motivated now. You're motivated. Well, when an eight-year-old tells you that your house doesn't meet the decorating standards for the neighborhood, <laughs> you know that's not a good thing. <laughs> From the eyes of that. Well, you know what? It goes back to, you know, it's like you can be wounded because somebody just told you, an eight-year-old, that your, your house is yes, the worst indeed. decorated house. Yes, or you can just laugh about it and go, Hmm, if what am I, I going to do about it? If I don't laugh, literally, it would put you under the Christmas tree because you can get so overwhelmed with all the tasks that you well, have. Well, keeping to do. up with the Joneses because, you know, in recent years, it just seems like everybody, and I'm amazed because of the Christmas decorations come out in the stores in July, and then they're full force, you know, in September and October, and it's like if you don't start buying them in October, you, you miss them because yeah. there's nothing left. And so people have all this. So um, always laugh. Always laugh about things. And um, I think that's the thing we learned from last We had our girlfriend, um, our certified laughter leader, and shared about how to really laugh through life moments matter. So coming up, stay with us, because we're going to be talking about some of the realities of the season with our friend uh, Brenda. So don't miss that. This stay with us. On Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. Critical thinking in the real world. What does it take to get ahead and stay ahead of the curve in this ever-changing world around us? Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hens. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on Toginet. Starting November 4th, Janet Hens is a college instructor, speaker, writer, wife, and mother of three young children. She also has her Master's of Arts in writing from Johns Hopkins University. Janet began her career working for a congressman on Capitol Hill, then moved over to lobbying when he retired. It was through these jobs that she learned about the power of grassroots initiatives, media relations, and public speaking. And then she honed these skills when she became a college instructor. Today, she artfully balances work with full-time motherhood. In the show, Critical Thinking in the Real World, Janet will discuss hot topics and the critical thinking necessary to assess them. Her passion for education impacts her daily life and she'll share that in every show. Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hens. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central starting November 4th on toginet.com. Get ready to get busy with Getting It Done. Getting It Done with Jill Staroshevsky. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. We'll be bringing you moms and dads who are getting it done. Parents who have a lot on their plate but still manage to go that extra mile to accomplish things that they have long dreamed of. Well, how do they do that? Well, that's what this is for. The goal is to educate, motivate, encourage, and support the multitasker in all of us. Whether it's that book that you've been meaning to write, that business that you've been hoping to start, that dish that you've been striving to master, getting it done is here to help make it happen. Motivating you to get started, encouraging you to keep going, providing tips and advice on how to keep the kids happy, healthy, and safe while getting it done and done well. Learn from fellow moms and dads who are getting it done and learn about yourself along the way. It's Jill Staroshevsky and Safety Mom Media bringing out the stars in all of us. It's Getting It Done with Jill Staroshevsky, Wednesday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a bug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Hey, girlfriends and anybody else listening. We are so excited to be back with you today. We are talking about 
um, making enchanted moments happen. And we've been saying how enchanting moments are, are moments that you have to choose to make happen and decide that you will still find that joy, that enchantment, um, even despite circumstances that happen in our life and circumstances beyond our control, circumstances and realities um, that happen in life that we don't anticipate nor do we want. And sometimes those happen to us during this holiday season, and, and it's, it's, it's hard. And it's, um, you, you know, you're kind of left puzzled, and you go, this is not what I would choose, this is not what I want. And so we're going to be talking about some of those um, in the next few moments. And uh, I know, Patty, you and me, we've had several girlfriends in our life that are really going through some tough things. Just even literally in the last couple of weeks, been hit hard. Hit hard, and you just go, your heart breaks, and you just, you so feel for them, and you realize that um, just the network of girlfriends, it really is significant to have that support and just to really kind of carry each other's burdens with each other. But I know that um, I was just talking the other night. We were at a Christmas party, in fact, and uh, a girlfriend came up, and she's going through the whole thing with her mom. Her mom is in hospice and just in kind of her final days and um, just dealing with cancer. And I would do that, uh, you know, a few years ago with my mom, and so I could really understand her heart. And she just, you know, was sharing, going, I don't even, I'm not even into Christmas this year. I, I'm, I'm just going through the motions and, you know, dealing with my mom. And, and I think so many times it's hard because, as she was saying, I just want to be a grieving daughter, and yet I have my dad, I have my siblings, I have your own, my, kids. Your own kids. And so you have all these other roles that still demand and need you, mm-hmm. and yet sometimes there's a part of us that go, I just want to be a grieving daughter. And I just, you know, she was talking about how she just goes and just sits with her mom and just cries, you know. Mm-hmm. And those are the realities of life at this time, and, and you would look at it and go, I, where do you find the enchantment in that? But mm-hmm. it's like there's still good. Um, God is still good through all those circumstances in life, and there's still those moments that we can find beyond our circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so I know that um, we're going to be talking with, a, with a, a special friend that is dealing with that, and you have a friend, another friend um, that is dealing with some things. Yeah, I have uh, another gal who just recently called. She's going to have to go through um, brain surgery in the, in the next week. And um, a special friend right now, Brenda's on the phone, and she is uh, an incredible friend from college and her and her, her husband that we celebrate uh, Christmas every year together. And we I've all, heard those stories. All of our college friends get together. So, Brenda, are you out there? I'm here. Hey, Brenda, it's so nice. This is Lisa. It's so nice to meet you because I have met your boyfriend, Mark, who's really your husband, because uh, we've done a lot of website work with him, and he's an incredible graphic artist who is really, he designed our girlfriended, in fact, logo and all that. So we've um, had some great conversations and fun with him, so it's nice to meet you, and we so appreciate you joining us this morning. It's my pleasure to be here. And Brenda, we would love for you just to share. This has been um, one of those raw, just grieving emotions that you have just been hit hard in the last couple of weeks. Um, why don't you go ahead and share how you're, tr- you're processing, what's actually going on with your hubby, Mark, and how are you getting through this supposedly enchantment um, times here? Well, um, honestly, Patty, we're still reeling in the news. I mean, we just um, about three weeks ago found out that my husband has colon cancer, and um, he's only 47, so... Definitely, that was nothing that we were even, we never saw that coming. So mm-hmm. um, we're still kind of in the numb, shocked stage of everything. Um, but, you know, how, how are we dealing with that? I, you know, every day, I have to just say, it's, it's a new day every day. We just have to take what's in front of us now, and we're just now entering into the treatment 
stage of things. So that's going to bring on a whole other set of challenges that we're trying to get ready for. But there are moments that when we still just look at each other and just in amazement say, did this seriously just happen to us? Because it's so, so fresh. That you wake up in the morning with that raw feeling. Yeah, of- it's just like all over again. We have to tell ourselves the reality that has just now crept in on our whole family. And um, yes, it's true. It's just one of those things that we have to accept every day. Yes, this is this is truly where we're at right now. And never saw it coming. Mm-hmm. And Brenda, you have you have kids. Um, you have boys, right? Yes, we have three kids. That's part of the thing I think that makes it the hardest to deal with initially was the fact that we used to have young kids. I mean, young, I guess. My oldest is 16, and then we've got a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old. So I'm thinking, wow, this is, we're so young to be going through this trial right now with, with our kids the age they are, but that's the reality that we're having to face. Mm-hmm. And you have to go through the motions like we were talking about. You have to, you know, decorate your Christmas tree. You have to still keep that enchanting moment. Well, you still find there. a normalcy to life amidst, you know, what's going on and still try to keep, you know, some some of the same things going on, you know, and, and to be there for your kids. How are, how are they dealing with this and how do you... How do you even share that news with your kids? Well, you know, we had different people give us different advice. Some people thought we should keep it from them until we knew um, really what stage the cancer was in. Um, initially, we were told probably not even to share that with them, which um, we decided to tell them. Um, and each one of them dealt with it probably very close to their own personalities. We, Our, our oldest one is real social, so... He clung more to his friends, and that's how he got through. My middle, my middle son is real quiet, and he spent a lot of time just in his room processing things. And my youngest one is just my little, my little guy with lots of gusto, and he went outside and climbed a tree. So, <laughs> you know, each one of them just kind of you just have to climb a tree, don't you? <laughs> that's how he dealt with it. So you know, and each one of the us have have kind of had to find our own way to to process through all of this and. Um, you know, and I think that is such a significant point is that each person grieves in their own way and deals with circumstances, and you, we have to give each other permission to, to, um, to go climb a tree or to, to do whatever we need to do to just to deal with it. That's it. And, and, you know, I'm probably more tend to be pretty social, too, and we just decided that a lot of people are very private when something bad like this happens to them, and... And we've dealt with that with my husband's parents. They both um, had cancer, and, and they were very private people. They did not share a lot of things. They didn't allow a lot of people to help them. And we decided from the get-go that we are going to tell our friends and our family, and people are going to know right away we're not going to try to hide this from them because we need their help. We need their support. And um, so we told. We told right away. And the news spread quickly. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. So, so how are you um, processing when you say, you know, you, you told everyone um, that that's so good for people to hear because, like you said, so many people are private and they don't even have a support group. I know you, I, I, I talked with Mark yesterday and you guys had to go through those initial where you're, you're, you've just been initiated into a new, you know, the cancer club basically, and you're with other people there that do, do you feel like they have that kind of support like you guys do? Well, no, that's the thing that we, we found more and more that um, our first initial appointment with the oncologist, we sat out in the waiting room and there was this couple that was sitting 
across from us, and um, they weren't even looking at each other when they talked. They were gazing out the window, and I overheard her say, without even looking to him, said, we don't even know how bad this thing is. Why? Well, I don't even know why we're bothering trying. And I just looked at her, and I just thought, that is what hopelessness looks like right mm-hmm. there. They, they didn't even know why they were even going to take one step toward trying to fix this thing because they figured it was hopeless. And I thought, how sad. And when they spoke to each other, they, didn't, they weren't holding hands. They were just looking off, staring into space. And I thought, wow. So um, that's not been our experience. I mean, we've, we have um, really had such support. And, and Mark and I, um, we already had a... a just a wonderful friendship, a very strong relationship. So this has just probably driven us even closer together. But between the two of us then, all of the other people that surround us, that have come alongside us and just really, I mean, when people say they're thinking about us and they're praying for us and all of that, I know they mean that. And mm-hmm. that has made an incredible difference in how we have been able to process this. And and at nights when, especially those first few nights when I first found out we couldn't sleep, I was wide awake, I just... That sick feeling in the pit of your stomach that just wouldn't go away, and my thoughts would race. It would take me down some very dark roads, and I just thought, how you know, how am I going to do this if if we end up losing him? How am I going to raise these kids? And just the thoughts that go through your head, and yeah. and that's when the supportive people that come around you, the you know, just the thoughts that they share, and and lots of scripture that they've shared with me that we can grab onto. And those times when your mind takes you places that you know aren't even making sense. Yeah. Then you have that support system that comes along, and it's like, you know that's not true. You know what the truth in your life really is, and that's when you just grab onto that. So, Well, you know what, and, and you made a, a great point about hope and, and people um, being hopeless or not seeing beyond the hope, because if you take hope out of the picture, it, it, it does leave you depressed and paralyzed and debilitated, and there is always hope, and I think that is such a significant thing that you've got to hold on to, and sometimes that's, all, that's what you have to hold on to. And, um, and I think hope is the enchanted part of it so many times because you have to choose to look for that, for that silver lining and go. And, you know, and even um, just listening to you just share and how other people, I know being on this side of it, when you have a friend going through something like that, you want to feel needed. In a, in a friend's life, you want to feel like you can do something to help. So even by giving other people um, an opportunity to be a part of your journey and to feel like they can help and they can give to you, I think it's significant for other people. Well, and I think one thing I can just, I'll just tell you the conversation Patty and I had just initially, and this was before we knew what stage things were in, and which thankfully I'll tell you he's in the early stage. Bad part, out. right, Bren? <laughs> he, he, um, <laughs> He did end up being stage two, which we're thrilled because the curability of the situation we find ourselves in is much better. But yeah. before we knew that, I mean, Patty and I had a long talk, and um, I just shared with her honestly how I was feeling and how I was, and and the fact that she was able to still be Patty with me because yes. people don't know how to be themselves when they talk to somebody that's just had such shocking news. And we ended up laughing. Patty and I actually had a moment when we were laughing and we just stopped for a second and thought, how bizarre is that that we're laughing right now? But um, that's our friendship. That's what our friendship is like. And so she was, she stayed real to who she was, and um, that helped me a lot because some people just don't know how to respond. And so they either don't call at all or they don't know what to say. And 
So I was just thankful that Patty was just herself with me, and, and we found a funny moment in the midst of something very not funny, but that's how we dealt with it. No, and that is so cool. That's what girlfriends are all about. Exactly. And I love that. We have to be real. We have to be authentic. Thank you. And you can talk to Brenda a little bit more by going to girlfriends.com if you have any other questions for her as she's going through this time of struggling with cancer. Thanks, Brenda. You're welcome. Bye, girlfriend. Bye. To check it out on girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Inspiring women to be true to themselves. Get ready for Tracy Porter Radio on Toginet.com. 2 p.m. Central, Wednesdays, starting November 4th. Tracy Porter, lifestyle, home and fashion designer. Inspiring women from all over the world with their fashionably eclectic goods, savvy tips, style advice, and encouraging spirit. TracyPorter.com is home to her designer products and voice to thousands of women who flock to Tracy's daily blog for a daily dose of Pure Tracy. And now she's coming to Toginet. All of Tracy's enchanting goods can be found at TracyPorter.com and her nationally sought-after mail catalog, Tracy Porter. Plus, you can find her here on Toginet. Tracy's awards, appearances, and accolades are too numerous to mention here. So, ladies, you've just got to come to be inspired, too. With Tracy Porter Radio, inspiring women to be true to themselves, to let their passions lead. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, starting November 4th, on toginet.com. Get a jump on what your preschool kids need to know with Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten from Stacy Cannonberg. A mom told me this is the book I've been looking for. This book gives me all the information I need about what my kids need to know. And a private school admissions director said this is exactly what we test on. Google it, get it, and get ahead. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten. Applauded and approved by parents and educators. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten is a state-approved teaching tool. On sale now, in stores, or online at cedarvalleypublishing.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Hey, welcome back. Well, we just finished talking with Brenda, who is really going through some tough times now that they have just discovered that her hubby has colon cancer, and just talking about having to be real, stay real to your friendship, Mm -hmm. stay real to who you are when you're having those conversations, and I just have to share one more point. It was really cool. I was talking to um, her husband last night, and he was just saying, you know, I'm, I'm having to go through all this, but I have to really look at... You know, finding his hope is by just saying, okay, God, how does this benefit you? And, and if, if I'm having to go through this, you know, we were kind of laughing, you know, can you, can you make this lesson go fast? But that's all a part of having that abundant life, of seeing the peace and seeing the bigger picture of but it. seeing beyond the circumstances to go. And, and we know as those of us who, who truly believe in God, we know that God is in control ultimately, and we're not. And that's where you have to release that control and go, I choose to see the bigger picture and allow you to, to do what you're going to do, and uh, I and I choose hope, and uh, and it's and it's you know an opportunity to bring other people in your journey and let them give and let them be a part of it too. So there are so many great nuggets to take out of that story, and it's and yet it's a story that Brenda and Mark never anticipated or, or don't want to have, and yet we find ourselves so many times 
with those stories and uh, um, finding that enchantment in, the, in those moments. And it, it is a conscious decision. You yeah. have to make them happen. And not missing. And I, I have to tell you a, uh, a well, I was going to say it's a funny story, but just of, of missing it. My husband, this was last weekend, he wanted to see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and which is an incredible uh, orchestra band, whatever. And uh, I just became aware of them like three years ago because they have that Christmas canon G, D, C, whatever, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Well, I, I like them. He listens to the CD all the time, DVD, whatever. But Kevin and I have the same taste in music. I know. Josh Groban, Trans-Siberian, <laughs> yes. So he wanted to go. He wanted to get into the Christmas spirit and go to this concert. And I thought, oh, I, you know, yeah, I would like to go, but it's 40 miles away to go to the stadium. you don't like to ride in the car. You feel like you're wasting time. Yes, yes. <laughs> I feel like I'm wasting time, and we have so many things that we need to get done. And also, the football game that was going on uh, with the Vikings and the Cardinals, which that's the another... The stadium is right next door to where the concert right is being held. Right next door. So there's 70,000 people there, as well as another, whatever, 10 to 20 in the, at the concert. And then you have your people that just hang out outside tailgating. So you... We're talking 100,000 people in this vicinity there. Vicinity, And um, I thought, oh, do I really want to do this? But Kevin really wanted to go. So um, it was amazing, Lise. I mean, it was one of those things where on the ride home, I thought, I would have missed this. I mean, the frenzy that was there in the, the parking area alone. I mean, we had to park like 15 minutes away and The experience and literally started in the parking lot. It did. It, well, it started miles away because yes. the traffic was backed up to the freeway and um, – you know, everybody, they're wearing their Viking, whatever, those warrior horns. <laughs> I think there was more Minnesota fans than there, there were Arizona fans. But, well, at least um, they stood out and were a little, maybe more obnoxious. <laughs> yes, yes. So, uh, and, you know, people are yelling out their windows in the car. It, it was just amazing. But um, once we got through all of the tailgating and all the partying going on, when we finally sat down inside of this um, concert, we sat on the floor enough to where you can see the expressions on their face. Wow. And they have this, you know, fake snow coming down the snows, hitting your, your face. Oh, and it, it sounds just, magical. Oh, the light show, it's just phenomenal. I, I can't speak um, highly uh, enough about this concert. It was incredible. Like the, the violinist was literally jumping from the stage and going into the split while he's playing the violin. I could do that if I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, uh-huh, kind of gifted like we are. <laughs> And uh, it was just simply amazing. So it was one of those that you didn't want to miss it, and yet I almost did. I know. And you know what? Isn't that so true in life? And it's, it's, I usually find that so many times it's the things that we are, we are dreading or we are putting off because it's too much effort or work, that those are generally the times when uh, we go, oh, my goodness, I came so close to missing it, and I'm so glad I didn't. Sometimes we just need to push or a shove. Uh, from somebody to go, okay, let's go make this happen. And, and you know, and Kevin wanting to do that, and that was, that was cool. So next year, I don't want to miss that if they come to the Phoenix area. I'm going <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to be going with you guys and, and tailgating with that. Um, so anyway, um, you know what, it's just it's so fun um, just to create those moments and then to be able to share about them. And I know that because we were at a, at a Christmas lunch yesterday, and we were talking about them, and, and it evoked people like, oh, yeah, I know about them, and that's an incredible thing, and the music. And, and we even made um, somebody put it on Pandora and play Trans-Siberian on the computer while we were having a, a Christmas lunch around this table. 
So it, it just it's just fun because it's a connector. Yeah, you know, and sharing yes. those magical moments connects people. Okay, another great connector that this is a side note. It has nothing to do with, of course, what we're talking about today. But it was such a funny story when we were at this Christmas party. There was this guy there that he's easily in his mid sixties, and just how. Um, our culture changes and the language changes along with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had to go around the room with, this is a great time uh, to, to get together and have it as a connecting experience. We had to go around and share your best Christmas holiday memory. Mm-hmm. And he shared that he could not wait. At, at first when he started telling the story about wanting this red Writer. Red Rider BB gun. I thought, okay, he's he's mocking the, the what was it, the Christmas story? Is that the mm-hmm. name of that movie? <laughs> what? No, I can't remember it. But, yeah, the little boy. That it's little boy. Classic. It's a classic that we yeah. can't remember. The way he started telling it, I'm like, okay, you are totally Isn't giving the line. The Christmas story or something? The Christmas like story, I think, is what it, yeah. And um, But, anyway, it was hysterical because as he started describing this Red Rider BB gun and he went along of what font that they use and, um, uh, how you'll you'll shoot your eye out with the BB gun? <laughs> it's like the same. Is that uh, he talked about also getting a leather thong that goes with this Red Rider BB gun? And we and he's from a different generation. Yes. And so that leather thong, you've got this image of him in a leather thong shooting this Red Rider BB. <laughs> but that wasn't the same leather thong. No. It, had, it had a totally different meaning meaning to him and uh and it was kind of funny because it was we had the different generations there and everybody had their own lens of looking at each other going did he just say that (laughs) (laughs) he wanted a leather thong with the red rider bb gun or what so anyway we got a really good laugh um from from that one but that was totally side note and it had nothing to do with how we are going to take our to-do list and turn it into some some magical moment. And you know what? You look at this holiday season, and it is so crazy busy. And every year I go into it, and I think, okay, this year is going to be different because I'm going to totally get everything done. And, in fact, you know what? Christmas cards. I don't know. Have you done your Christmas cards No, yet? and I usually have them done by December 1st. I usually send my Christmas cards. I, I'm, I'm so good at sending those out You are, year. and I don't even do Christmas cards. Yeah. And I, because I am, I, and I just even took that off my to-do list, and I am amazed that I still get Christmas cards from people because <laughs> they never get one from me. So if you're out there, and I just know it's nothing personal that you don't, you don't get anything from me. But, you know, we have all the, the, the baking, and we have the decorating, and we have all these things on our to-do list that we go into the season with, and yet we have to just go, I've had to learn that it will, I will never get it all done, and I will never, um, you know, check off everything on that list, and I have to be okay with that, mm-hmm. and go, there are certain things that will and will not get done, and kind of prioritize, and don't let that take away and go, and focus on the things that didn't get done, but totally focus on the things that, that do happen, mm-hmm. and that you do, and enjoy those moments of, of the decorating, which I know you're still enjoying the decorating of the outside of your house. You've already shared that with us. Well, I think the biggest thing that we can challenge everyone is to start simplifying. I know we're hearing that term more and more, but when you when you think about instead of playing that comparison game of, uh, I don't know, there's an email that's going out where it's, there's this house that's decorated like over and beyond, this one. <laughs> and then the house next to it has it in light, ditto with an arrow pointing to their house that's like this, you know, that, we that would wonder be the houses. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it, it's more about simplifying, and right now there, like we talked about earlier, there are crises going on, is that a word, crises? Going on in, in people's lives, and how can we 
support and encourage and be the cheerleader to those around us rather than being so caught up in we have the perfect Christmas tree, we have the perfect entryway. We put these high expectations on ourselves, and then we miss the mark, and then we allow that to take away from really the spirit of the season. And I know, like, even yesterday when we were at that lunch, somebody, um, what, what I kind of walked away with when we were sharing our moments is one guy said that um, when he was growing up, you know how we always ask you to ask, you know, what are what do you want for Christmas? And and the guy asked him, what do you what are you giving for Christmas? Mm-hmm. And I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool because we always say, what do you want for Christmas? Instead of saying, what are you giving? Because it truly is a season of giving, mm-hmm. and, or it should be. And we sometimes make it about us and what we're going to get. Yeah. And and even with our kids, it tends to become a culture of you know what they're going to get. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so important to focus on the giving part of it because that is really what it's about. It's about giving. And I know we talk about laughter a, a lot because it's all about that entertainment for us and the fun and uh, living life abundantly. So I think as we're focusing, putting that focus on simplifying and giving, it also comes down to. When you're giving, how about if you did it in a fun manner? Like, um, you know, putting something in an, in a bowl of water and that, then it ices up and then you leave a card for them that says your, your gift is in the freezer, basically. And they have to thaw it out. You think that would work here in Arizona? We <laughs> have to have a freeze day. You literally would put it in the freezer. But it's, it's the fun moment. Like, take a gift and be creative and with it. And repackage it. Yeah, rather than and speaking of repackaging, my my fondest memories, we do white elephant gifts in our in our house with all my brothers and sisters sisters. I'm the baby of six. And so what what we do, instead of all of us buying gifts, we do the white elephant. And for those of you who don't know what a white elephant gift is, it is something that you have around your house. It can be the most obnoxious gift ever. Like one time it was a laundry hamper huge laundry hamper and it came in like a refrigerator box where you know they decorated the box and wrapped it and then they put it in a smaller box a smaller box and then it finally was this you know laundry hamper and that laundry hamper kept revisiting every year (laughs) people would use it literally use it for a year and then they would wrap it back up and and bring it back out but the white elephant gift can be, sometimes people will find it, it's a treasure. It'll be an incredible thing around your house, but you're tired of it. You yes. wrap it up, and it'll be somebody else's, you know, I love this gift. And, and you go, you're kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the kids, I mean, all, everybody really loves that. And the way it, it turns, it's a game, actually, because you put the gift, and everybody gets a number, ours, you know, one through 30, and number one goes first, and the, and the higher your number, so number 30 actually gets the best best gift because they get to shop around at all the gifts. Take whatever gift they want. Yeah, and then um, they move forward. But it is, it is a great tradition, and we really want to challenge you to get into some of those traditions this year. So it's a creative tradition, and you know what? It doesn't always have to cost money. Exactly. It's just a little creative planning. A magical moment. It's and we'll talk more about those magical moments. This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Being frugal doesn't mean being cheap. And the frugalitarian is here to show you how. 
Jody Olson is a frugalitarian on Togedown, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays. This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On the frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion savvy, and earth friendly, showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing. I'm speaking from experience. I live on a beautiful farm where I take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low rent. For more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not, go to thefrugalitarian.com. Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Celebrate Green is coming to Toginet, Wednesdays at noon central time, starting November 4th. The mother-daughter team of Lynn and Corey will have you going green and loving it at no time at all. As heard on Martha Stewart and Disney Radio and seen blogging for HGTV, Lynn Caldwell and Corey Caldwell-Lipsum are unapologetic evangelists for greening every aspect of life, especially holidays and celebrations. Based on their book, Celebrate Green, they're putting the meaning in the green with their simple, fun, eco-friendly, affordable ideas. From their start with green Halloween to tips, tricks, ideas, and projects for every holiday, you'll love Celebrate Green. You can check them out online, too, at CelebrateGreen.net and GreenHalloween.org for more information, the newsletter, the blogs, places to shop, cool extras, and so much more. So get ready to Celebrate Green, the radio show with Lynn and Corey, Wednesdays at noon central time, starting November 4th on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. All right, welcome back to Girlfriended, and we are going to have Cindy Cindy is a life coach and an author. She also is married to a great friend of mine from college, Dr. Brad Still. And um, we are going to talk a little bit more about making those um, enchanted moments. So and being intentional with them. Cindy, are you out there? I am. Well, Cindy, tell us a little bit about why you are so passionate about helping others discover those enchanting moments. And thanks moments. for joining us, Cindy. And, and we're just excited to hear some things from you, helping to make those moments happen and, and in a simple way. Thank you. Um, I love to help women um, live the life that matters. And it's really important to be present in the moment and to find those magic moments this season. Okay, you say be present in the moment. That's so interesting because Lisa and I were just talking about that. When, when, when we're at a party, we just went to a party Monday night, and um, I am, like, floating around to every single table. And She's I, totally working the room. <laughs> I want to talk to as many people as I can, and Lisa will maybe, like, engage with two people in a conversation because she really captures the, the moment, and I love that about her. So. Yeah, I don't see myself as capturing the moment because I have such an ADD thing where I think on five tracks at one time, <laughs> and I think I have a hard time being in the moment. So it, it's interesting about, you know, really disciplining yourself to be in a moment. 
You know what? I, uh, as You're usual, right. I have to like interrupt, and because I I sped <laughs> through that introduction, and I just have to go back. Cindy, you are considered the less drama queen. That is um, your your name out there, and that's where we can find you is a less drama queen dot com, or you can go to girlfriended dot com. And you're also an author. You have a book coming out this spring. So um, you your passion is uh, as a life coach, and and I just I love that about you that you have such a passion to be able to breathe into women. So um, yeah. tell us a little bit more about how to capture that be in the moment. Okay. Well, Patty, I'm just like you. I'm a social butterfly at a party, so I'll flit all around the room, and then at the end of the night go, who did I talk to, and what did I do, and was I even there? (laughs) Um, I think as women, we multitask, so both you and Lisa are multitasking um, just in different ways, and we all are, especially at this season, we have so much to do. We have a long mental checklist. And so we're constantly trying to check that off and get as much done at the moment. And so it's really hard when you rush around all day long to go to a party and sit down and really take in the moment. And I think um, this is kind of crazy, but someone told me once upon a time at your wedding, you need to take five minutes out and go and sit with your spouse and watch and take it all in. And so I think it's the same kind of thing, like um, being proactive and deciding ahead of time, I'm going to stay in this moment, and I'm going to try to be as present as I can. So when I'm, I'm baking cookies for the office, I'm going to be thinking about those people I'm baking the cookies for and how, much, how grateful I am for them, how much I want to give the gift of life to them and encourage them, and so I'm baking these cookies for them as opposed to, okay, what's next on the list? <laughs> okay, that's amazing advice, Cindy, because I don't think I've ever, when I'm baking cookies, which, first of all, that's a rare thing for me to bake cookies for others. <laughs> Trust me, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, I it, you're right. I, it's all about just getting that task done, and it's all about how much cookies I can put in my mouth at the time that I'm. <laughs> well, and you make it more baking cookies with friends, like, invite the girls over and have a cookie baking party. And when we do this, me and my girlfriends, we usually end up getting in a fight because we want to do it a different way. (laughs) (laughs) But it's fun. It's fun. Create, it's important to just, it's so hard, but it's having a mindset ahead of time. And what I like to do is each year I've um, set up this discipline for myself is towards the beginning of December, and it's not too late to do this, is to come up with a value that I want for this season. So it might be something as simple as simplicity. Like everything I do, I want to be informed by simplicity. Or it might be um, wonder or peace. Like just choosing the value that you want for the season and then letting that value inform what you say yes to and what you say no to. Mm. You know, that is so, I, I love that because, and even when you're talking about the cookie thing, because so many times we focus and we think it's about the cookies, but it's really about the people, and the cookies are just a prop, you know, uh-huh. and I mean to that, but we focus so many times on the props and not the people. Well, we're yeah. just cookies here. Those are pretty good props. <laughs> <laughs> no, we eat the props. <laughs> but you and know it's what? just I, like I, our clean house, house, like we're worried about the house being in order, Yeah, but really... 
it's taking five minutes out and sitting on the floor and playing with our kids versus a clean house. Yeah. Well, and that, that's interesting that you literally sit down and go, what are my values right now? So, so how do we do that? How do we, for, for Christmas, I mean, that, that was a great, I love that tip about making cookies and thinking about that and praying over those people that, that are, you're offering the cookies to. What, what would be another tip? Um, take time out to do a small duster for a stranger. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in the mall rushing through or you cut someone off, stop and say, hey, would you like to go ahead of me? Or um, just doing something small and simple and taking the moment to realize, oh, I'm here with a bunch of people and we're all trying to get the same thing done. I remember a couple Thanksgivings ago, we were in the store. I was working for as a director of a homeless shelter, and so me and one of my staff members are trying late, like 11 o'clock on the night before Thanksgiving, trying to find butter, stuffing, all the things you need for a feast. And we were, like, there was, everything in the store was mixed up. And what we found was we started helping each other in the store. So there was this group of guys that were like, hey, we found butter on aisle 15. And so it became a game and a fun moment in life to, like, here we are, instead of being stressed out that we're at last-minute shoppers, to be actually enjoying the people we're with, even though we don't know them, and have fun doing it. So just constantly disciplining yourself, and it's a discipline. It's not going to happen, and it, you need practice, and you need reminders. Maybe it's carrying an index card with you that says, take time to notice someone else. So or, what you're saying is we have to slow down. Yeah, <laughs> really hard. Because <laughs> well, we're not necessarily program. slow down. Because I don't, I don't necessarily slow down in the season. But it's, it's that constant reminder of, okay, I'm here. What am I supposed to be doing here? What's my value here? Why, why am I at this party? Oh, it's to connect with a friend. <laughs> like it's, it seems so, um, silly or ridiculous or. Like, you're not really going to do that. But I literally, as I'm pulling into a place, go, okay, what do I want for this? Um, I have a girlfriend that I met um, 20 years ago, and it's a friendship that has stood the test of time. And it's not something I've really ever done with another friend. But every time before I would meet with her, I would say, God, please... Um, be with us and enhance our relationship and grow us and have us be an encouragement and support to each other. And that friendship was amazing. So I think taking that and just taking a moment to breathe before you go into an event or um, I love the idea of um, someone gave me this idea, lay in bed a couple extra minutes in the morning and focus on the season. Mhm. 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 And I and I love that when you you're saying, you know, you're just praying and saying enhance this relationship because we hear women all the time go, "I I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have someone to share my struggles and and my success stories with." And we tell them and it sounds so trite, pray about it. Pray that God will put that person in your life, that girlfriend that can be your cheerleader and your support group. And I just don't think we we ask. Or are we intentional with it, like you said? Because some of the things of what you're saying is 
it requires being proactive and being intentional. Mm-hmm. Yep, intentional, that's the word. Mm-hmm. And that, and that is so hard because we just get so, we go through the motion so many times, you know, and that's how we miss the moments because we are always thinking ahead or we're thinking in the past of something we should have done or didn't do, and then we're thinking forward going, I need to be doing, and yet we miss where we are. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, another tip, uh, you, when you and I were, were um, talking, you had mentioned about even when you're doing your Christmas cards, to pray for that individual while you're writing them the card. And, and yep. that is even soaking in and savoring the moment. Yep. And thinking about just the relationship and the memories um, that you have with that person, it just brings warmth to your heart, and I'm sure that is sent out in what you're writing. As all, um, My husband and I haven't actually done Christmas cards yet, and I don't think we're going to do them again this year, but we're planning an eight-hour, we have an eight- to ten-hour drive to Phoenix, home for to be with family, and so I've asked him if we could do five-minute phone calls to the people that mean the most in our lives. And wow. we're literally going to call them and say, we've got five minutes. This isn't the catch-up call for the year. This is we love you and we want to say Merry Christmas. And so um, doing that with the idea that hopefully we'll make a handful of calls, it'll be a really fun way to pass the time as we travel, too. Yeah. You know what? I love that idea because I'd rather hear from someone anyway. And I I just I have to wrap up everything that you're saying here because you've given some really good tips. So to, to basically, so we can get out of our to-do list and, and really make those enchanting moments, um, we need to maybe take a couple more minutes in the morning to go, okay, where, where's my value here? What, what am I going to focus on? Um, say, ask God, you know, those prayers of either enhancing the relationships or how can I have an impact on others? When you're making those cookies, pray over those people, think about the, the memories of it, and really be in the moment as you're doing those tasks and you're multitasking. And um, can you think of any just one more tip you could throw out at us, Cindy? This is really fun and really crazy, and I haven't done it yet, but I plan to do it at some point in the future. Is um, There's a book called Simple Pleasures for the Holidays by Susanna Seaton, and it's on Amazon. Um, she suggests going car caroling. So you pile your friends in the car, you um, go out and you sing around the neighborhood as loud as you can and have a blast. And I just think, oh my gosh, a bunch of girls in a car singing out loud. So fun. Oh, that's the best. That is the best. Thank you, Cindy. We so appreciate you being on this show and we'll see you next week. And write at com and see us. The show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show designed.